I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. We're AfterBuzz TV here. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're talking about Filthy Rich, episode one, Hunting Grounds. A lot going on this episode. We got a lot to talk, but I'm not alone. I am here with my awesome co-host. You got over here. She is on Real Housewives in New York and Camp Getaway. She'll also be giving us our awesome news and gossip for this episode. Please welcome Allie James. Hello. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be on this panel with you. And right underneath me here. <laughs> we got, you've seen her on Vanderpump Rules. She'll be doing our special segment tonight, A Shine a Light. Yes. Please welcome Jerocelyn, Javon. Hi guys, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Danny, you are amazing. I'm just Oh, like, thank you, I appreciate awesome. that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can see me, you know me from inside the Black Actors Studio, This Is Us, and all the horror good stuff. I'm your host, Danny Royce. Thank you for joining us. We got a lot to talk about, this is crazy. Um, first off, I want to start off by uh, asking what were your overall thoughts? Rossum, we'll start with you. Whoa, um, super shocking. Like, I was I was ready for this. I was waiting, still waiting for Weinstein, but like, I was like, Epstein, yes, on it. Right, right. When I found out I was on this panel, yes, ready. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so as I'm like watching the documentary, I, I'm like, get into it. I'm already asking questions. I was like, was he abused as a child? You know, you start, you want to, see what are the patterns as we're now finding more and more about, you know, predators and the trend and especially in wake of sex trafficking. It's a, it's a, like a really sim silent epidemic that is plaguing the world and we don't hear enough about it. So as the episode just started to unravel, it was like, whoa, this guy had been onto this sex trafficking for decades, for decades that we didn't even know. So it was just um, a lot of revelation um, it was really good to see the people that were allies early on, um, despite yeah. being ignored. And um, I, I was really intrigued to know about the other powerful people that were tied to Epstein, you know, which we didn't even really get to see that in this episode as much. But that's where my mind was going. I just had so many questions. Yeah, for sure. Allie? Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly. I completely agree. Um, I was also really excited for this documentary. Just, I think... You know, this story has had us captivated for about a year now. I mean, Epstein hasn't even been, he's been dead for less than a year. This is right. all so relevant, so important. And I think we're all just excited to learn about what really went down because we're learning a lot more went down than we initially thought. And this is an insane, insane story. Um, right. So yeah, overall, like, I'm just excited to learn more and hear what the victims have to say. And it's going to be a hard show to cover, but an important one. And we're learning what happened. Yeah, That's, yeah it's, gonna be, it's gonna be some very uh, hard conversations. And I just wanna tell everybody, this, if you're tuning in right now, these are completely all our um, opinions on this documentary, okay? Uh, none of us, we're not doctors, we're not psychologists, anything like that. It's just strictly our opinions. And it's gonna be some tough conversations. Um, I remember telling you too that, you know, this is something that's near and dear to my heart um sex trafficking and something that i'm involved with as well and so when i saw this opportunity i was like all right 
got to just got to hand down but so we're going to split it up in topics here of different uh of the different victims um we're going to talk about three of the different victims and what they had to say in their stories uh then we have some our special segment which is shine a light with jerusalem will be leading that and we're going to close up with some news and gossip uh and then close out the show then but i want to first get into maria and annie farmer all right, so we were, we opened up the documentary uh, talking about their story um, with what I, I Ghislaine, right? Is her name Ghislaine? Ghislaine, Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Okay, I was like, how do you pronounce her name? Yeah, right? yeah I looked I, it up too. <laughs> it's so crazy though. What were you, what were your ladies' thoughts about like her and her role in this? Oh, I'm gonna get. I was googling. I started googling. I was like, I right. want to uh, because you see that you see the prompt at the beginning and end of each episode saying that she doesn't. You know, she says all the allegations are false. So I'm like, hold on, this this Halloween in jail. That was my question. Right. Like, I didn't understand how, especially now, like we're finding out all this information about you. You know, I mean, we still have to get through the rest of the episodes because I really, I still don't really know, like, if she ever was brought to any kind of justice but that right. was my that was my issue with Ghislaine. Okay. Yeah, with Ghislaine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna cover her in our uh news and gossip because those were exactly my questions so we'll definitely cover that but agreed I mean I, I think she she was where my mind was at the whole time I was like wait she was really just as much well not maybe as much of course but like she was a big part of this as well and they just kind of brushed her over um, like she's just a British socialite, but, um, yeah, I, I'd like to see right. more of her in the episode and see, um, like if she's going to get justice or, you know, they're going to get justice for her actions, but right. very interesting. Yeah, I mean, she was very, she was working as an accomplice, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much. And, um, it kind of makes, it makes more sense, um, to me now that I, that I see that he had her because he wouldn't have been able to do half the things that he did without someone bring you know bring these these yeah. these girls pretty much to yeah. them um and kind of filtering it in it's like a it, it was literally like a drug scandal that they had going on you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like the kingpin all right. that stuff and it's crazy yeah. because you think of like when you think of success right you want to be right. in these rooms these are the mm -hmm. rooms you want to be you aspire to be in and to right. know that this nasty secret society is preying on people in these environments and museums and galleries and and um the people that are involved i know we're going to get more into the farmer sisters um because that that definitely stuck with me with the whole guggenheim situation with her art mm -hmm. gallery so i'll wait till we get to that yeah no but go right ahead because we're going to talk about vanity fair um so yeah since yeah. you brought it up yeah let's talk about guggenheim. because okay first of all Somebody owes her six thousand dollars. We're gonna throw yes. that out there, right? <laughs> right. I just, like, girl, you was about to sell it for twelve thousand, and then that was not the, right. the, the Guggenheim lady. I just—it's like, wait, I don't, I don't even get why. If you're helping anyone that is an aspiring anyone, and you're already in a position where they need to be, how can you take advantage of that? It's—it just shows a great level of selfishness, of mm -hmm. demonic. On on all levels, because it's like I'm not I'm not even I'm not even talking about Epstein right now. I'm talking about the Guggenheim lady. Yeah. And I can only imagine if at that time in in his career, if word had already been around of what he liked to do with young girls, and right. you already knowing that, and then you're persuading a young girl to sell him a painting for less than what she had already been offered. 
it just shows how these people in high places stick together. It's us, us, a cult, and yeah. they support each other, and that's how they're able to just keep getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's it's it, it's unfortunate. I actually, but you know, I I was like, it also shows you the 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 fear, the fear factor of it of it all. Because Guggenheim were like, she she saw this couple. They had so much power. They had all this money, right? And so she literally just fell to their knees right then and there. This doesn't matter who Maria or Annie was like, and she was an artist, you know, a lot of how many artists do you know, especially here in LA that has, God forbid, been through something like this, or even have been talked to like this, you know, in this, this industry, it's, it's, uh, it's a realm of preying on people's dreams. Mm-hmm. And so Epstein, you can see Epstein was, he preyed on people and their dreams and what their needs. And we'll talk to later on, uh, especially with Shano Rivera, but you know, he just kept, this is how he operated. Um, and so I wanted to get into Graydon and Ward on Vanity Fair. Ali, what did you think about that whole Vanity Fair scandal? And do you think a lot of like, a lot of this stuff actually really, you know, really happens? GQ I, I was shocked. And I, I definitely think, think, uh, think that that happens all the time. I mean, we still live in a society of a cover-up culture. People pay people off. I mean, yeah, that uh, I I was shocked though, and I I want to say I was glad the show started off with that and with this uh, the Farmer Sisters because it was such an um, important way to kind of show us like starting with the painting. You have the richest guy in the room, and he's offering you less than someone else was for your painting. Right away, he doesn't even think this girl is worth that much money, right. and then she's right. still gonna go and you know, she's vulnerable and believes he's going to help her and give her a job and all of this. It's just disgusting. So we see his manipulation start right away. Um, And then we get into the Vanity Fair um, part, which was so interesting because Vicky Ward, uh, you know, it was supposed to start out as this socialite piece and just, you know, learn a little bit about Epstein. And then she very quickly finds out what he's been up to, what type of person he is. And it turns into this whole like investigative kind of thing. And then she goes to the Farmer Sisters, gets them to open up, which I imagine could not be an easy task to do. Um, and they talk to her and she has this story. And then, um, what his, what is his name? The editor at the time of Vanity Fair. Graydon, I just remember his last name, Graydon. Yeah. Just said nah. And you know, just completely trashed all of the important like real material um that would have changed could have saved other girls lives for sure and then they made this piece that kind of made him look like this great guy it was just really upsetting and shocking it it is shocking and you know to see the um low basic ass statement that Vanity Fair included in the episode, basically saying like, you know, who was going to back us up at the time legally if he tried to sue us. And you think about all of these prominent women, celebrities who go head over heels to be on the cover of Vanity Fair, um, to see how Vanity Fair didn't support women Mm -hmm. at a time when, when young girls needed to be supported. I would, I, I would want, want to see, as many celebrities not be so passionate about getting on the cover of that magazine until you could see more. That statement, it it doesn't say anything to the victims that you chose to ignore Mm -hmm. and brush over. And then the fact that you still came across this information and 
okay, you're not going to put this out because you don't want to go to legal war with them, but you're still going to put out this positive piece about them. Right. After right. knowing all this. Trashed it if just they, trash if the whole entire piece. Right. Why paint him in this positive light when you know this guy was out here messing with little girls in the 90s? Right. It's just, it's, it's really disheartening. And I, I see Vanity Fair in a completely different light now. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's you think about how they got all these other like top stories that they got back in the day, you know, and, and what twist they put on them or whoever paid whoever off. You know, what I mean, um, and yeah, it's just it's, just, it's very disheartening. Um, and then we go into the FBI, like, you know, so the uh, Maria, she reaches out for help. You know, she goes to the FBI. Um, at first, actually, she goes to, you know, the, the cops at that location that wasn't that was out their jurisdiction. So she had to go above him, go to the FBI. They did not respond back. Right. Nothing. Which I knew was going to happen because, I mean, obviously money talks. Right. And <laughs> so um, just the fact that, you know, how do you how does that make you feel when you when you try to reach out and no one wants to help? You know, and it's it's not like a lot of people who are victims, right? They they feel ashamed and they can't really reach out because they don't feel like they can and they, they don't know how. But she actually reached out to FBI and they were not surprised. She said they, they didn't sound they sound like they heard this before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Rosson, what was what was your what was, what was your thoughts when the FBI just like when when they first when I when she revealed that she reached out to the FBI and they didn't even respond back to her. Right. I was so shocked by that. I thought that they would have at least responded back. I thought as a U.S. citizen, as a taxpaying citizen, that right. if I go to authorities for any kind of assistance, whether you can help me or not, I expect to hear back from you. At least yeah. to give me a reassurance that I'm living in a country where my voice is heard. Exactly. Go, it, 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 it just totally showed that your voice isn't heard. And then all throughout the episode, I'm just getting more and more pissed off as we all do in these cases, because when you really see that the justice system doesn't even deserve the word justice to be included, <laughs> you're thinking about, you know, the fact that there are black and brown men sitting behind prison bars for 10, 20 years for minor drug offenses, while a nasty ass pedophile is able to pay himself out of jail cells. Yeah. It's just disgusting. And then to see the people that are behind it, it's just a nasty system. You deserve right. the word system because it's systematic. It is a system. But it's, it's not justice. It's corruption. No. Uh, it's a corruption system. It's a corruption system based upon power. Uh, and they're going to keep their power. But, I, you know, I feel like we'll get into it later, too. But, I mean, he's not the only one, right? And so this little black book of Epstein... We're going to talk about more uh, later on in the, the series. Um, so first off, also, I want to say thank you to everyone. If you're if you're checking us out right now, we got a ton of other content that you can check out on AfterBuzz, sci-fi, drama, or everything under the sun. We've got an after, uh, after show for it. But I'd like to thank you so much for allowing us to be the ESPN of TV Talk. Go ahead and give us thumbs up, five stars if you're nasty. And we are <laughs> we are here. We love talking about the shows that we have passion for. Um, we got a lot of after shows, a lot of new shows coming out in June. So please stay tuned. Uh, keep keep posted here. And uh, we're, we're going to keep it moving here on Filthy Rich uh, after show. Um, I want to talk about the next victim, Shauna Rivera, um, which was 
which was interesting. Her her whole like story was so crazy, you know. So my thing that that got me was when she talked about how she related herself to a flower, and after this incident, it was like someone picked up the flower, crushed it, threw it on the ground, and stepped on it. Like that really spoke volumes to me. I I couldn't imagine how she must feel. And even like right now, just speaking to the interview, like for this docu-series, what feelings brought, you know, back up. So we talk about her family trauma. She had a lot of family trauma, right? Going on with her, um, the, her, uh, what was it? Her dad, right? Got gotten out of prison and beat her, his son to death with his girlfriend, eight-year-old son. Like, how does that even, and she saw it. That was insane that she actually saw it. So she left and then she ended up getting, you know, finally adopted by her grandmother. But again, these are people who've been gone through uh, traumatic experiences or or sexual acts in the past. They're already vulnerable. So it gives Epstein that, that, that playing ground. What did you think about the massaging when literally you're asked to come over and give old man massages. I mean, I, when I first found out that was how he went about it, because going back quickly to the farmer sister, we saw that he did that to Annie. Um, And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Um, And it goes to show, yes, he was picking out the most vulnerable, you know, as a lot of predators do when they're grooming, they look for the ones that are vulnerable, but I feel like the farmer sisters were actually, you know, they, I, I mean, from what we saw about Annie, she was a smart woman and um, they had a close, strong family and she was still sucked into going to Thailand. She thought there were going to be other kids there. Um, and it was just disgusting to hear all of that. Yeah. But then going back to Shauna and seeing how vulnerable she was and they all like, it doesn't matter who you are. You don't know what you would do in that situation. Um, and he was able to get pretty much anyone he wanted to get. And that's what really um, was disgusting to me. The massage thing was completely inappropriate. You know, we're all sitting here probably thinking, I would never do that. Like, that's what? Like, this is just crazy. Um, and then right. you see these women just, you can hear how vulnerable they really were and how they, they just did not know what to do or how to say no. And um, right. it was just disgusting. And uh, well, yeah. and Shana, I mean, Shauna was 14 years old uh, yeah. when he met her. Uh, Maria was 16 and her sister was uh, was 13, I believe, um, when they met. And so I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Uh, Drossan, I'm going to ask you. So what do you say to the people who, who say, like, they should have known better? They're putting themselves in these terrible no. situations. Why, I was why actually, I was the same age. I was the same age as Shauna. Uh, Cause I was like, okay, mm-hmm. 2002, 14. Yeah. Um, and no, you don't know, right? Especially you're, you're a teenager, you're coming of age. And sometimes it's like, you, you know, if, if you're getting attention from someone, it's like, it's a good thing, right? To, as a, in your mm-hmm. teenage mind, it's not until you could put yourself in a situation where I've actually been in a situation where while I'm in the situation, I'm thinking like, this feels wrong, but I don't want to say anything because I don't want to offend him. And it takes the guy who's in more of the powerful position 
to recognize that. So I was in a situation like that and the guy stopped because he, he could tell mm-hmm. like, okay, this girl feels uncomfortable and I don't like that. It doesn't turn me on. But some right. guys, it turns them on. And again, if I'm in that position, I don't think that I should be blamed for putting myself in that situation because I'm still a child. You, the, the, the adult brain doesn't fully develop until the age of 25. So don't hold me accountable to something that you know, because you're an right. adult and I don't know. And what it looked like, what he did with the kind of girls he went after, they were all vulnerable, but he went after girls who had high, high ambition. Yeah. Or he went after girls who come from really broken situations. Situations, right. And those are extremely, like, the per- perfect, vulnerable type of girls. Because if, if you're going for a girl with high ambition, oh, I know all these people, I know this and this and that. Mm-hmm. Then you're going with girls who come from nothing. It's like, oh, well, I can give you this and I can give you that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and right. um, that that's kind of what I got from that. And I, I just don't think it's ever okay with, especially when it's a girl that's so young, when you're a teenager, when you're a child, when, Sometimes you just want to be rebellious, right? You just want to, my mom pissed me off. I want to get the hell out of my house. And it can lead you into a bad, a bad situation. Because, sorry, I don't want to jump to other episodes. No, <laughs> but I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of like another victim where I'm like, okay. Because the girl who recruited her, she already had kind of a reputation, right? Like she right. put a reputation out there that she was drinking and smoking and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's just a teenage thing to do. And right. what can happen is that you can get involved with the wrong friend yeah. who now leads yeah. you down this path. I do not think that you should be told, oh, well, you should know better. No, that's what teenagers do. Right. Yeah. I, and before we get into friends, because I definitely want to jump into that, because there was some friends we had in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but also talk about the employees. Um that how they did go after the employees. Um, hats off to uh, Ricari. Uh, uh, Agent Ricari that, you know, he really, he was one one of the first ones who really just like dove in here. It was like, okay, we got to figure this out. You know, so he just started calling people, employees, all that stuff. And a lot of people wouldn't talk. Um, but there was one thing that Shauna Rivera said that that really, for me, understood why she, she mm-hmm. stayed there, you know, um, why she kept going. And she kept going for three or four years three or four years, uh, and he told her that she was beautiful, all these things that she wasn't used to hearing. Um, so when you get someone like that and they kind of, and and knows exactly what to say and he pretended like he cared, how's your family, all these things, then you're gonna keep going back and then you're getting paid on top of that. So do you, uh, Ali, do you think like her going back for three or four years do you think it gives her a right to be this victim? Yeah, of course. I do think she's a victim at the end of the day, no matter what, because it wasn't, she never intended to be in a situation. And I think the reason she kept going back was because she was completely brainwashed. Like you said, um, you know, she was vulnerable and she wasn't used to this attention. He knew exactly how, where to place her to keep her coming back. And um, at that point, she's probably so broken from what's already happened to her and she's probably feeling hopeless and sad and you know not like her old self she's she probably just didn't know how to get out of it um, the money was continuing to come and that was probably the only positive she could find out of it but yeah she didn't know how to get out and that I think she's just as much a victim if not even more because she was in it for so long and her mind had to have just been in such a dark scary place right 
Yeah. yeah um, I mean, I've never been in a position like that, but you know, I've worked with, with four people who I felt, you know, they knew how to emotionally abuse you and mm -hmm. you are a victim because you get to a place where you think you have, you know, you have to please them. If whenever, if, if something goes wrong, you think it's your fault, right? Like right. you're, you're so like, like Ali said, you're so brainwashed that you don't even realize it's you know it's wrong maybe but again you don't mm -hmm. because you're so like in like an igor state like yes master you know like yeah. whatever mm. you want because I, I i i feel like i'm here to serve you in a right. way and if i don't i'm 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 wrong and i need to fix it and when you you get to such a battered and bruised place like that how can you not be a victim right. you know i don't think it's your fault and, um, you know, cause even, uh, uh, something my mom always told me, like, even when for women who are in horrible relationships and needs to get out, my mom always says a woman is only going to leave when she's ready to leave. You could tell her, you could show her, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. She's going to leave when she's ready to leave because she is a victim. Right. It takes that time for you to have that revelation. Wow. So I think all that's, of these women are victims. That's so yeah. true. So true. Um, so I want to move on to our final, uh, our final victim that spoke, Haley Robinson. Um, and I don't want to take, you know, I'm not taking the shine or light off of any other other victims that were brought up. These are just the ones that, you know, we chose to talk about. Um, their stories were a little more heavy in this in this episode. Um, so finish off with Haley Robinson. Man, the recruitment done though. 20, she said about 20 to 25 girls she recruited. Yeah. Um, you know, she's from, she's from a back she had a bad, bad background she was raped that was her first introduction to men so imagine the type of you know abuse that will do to your to your mind uh whenever you're getting in a relationship or any talking to guys anything uh she went to alcohol she had alcohol abuse but the biggest thing was she recruited women um she's not the only recruiter obviously you know and like i was saying we were getting to the friends People's friends like, oh, my friend brought me there. Yeah, oh, my friend told me that, you know, we used to massage, we used to massage, uh, massage old guys for, for money, blah, blah, blah. Like all these friends were bringing them. So he had this monopoly, pretty much, uh, this this pyramid scheme going on where like you bring a friend and I'm sure he was cutting them extra too, like depending on how many friends they brought. You know, obviously he would do that. Um, but what did you, what did you girls think about her recruiting and, uh, what state of mind are these girls in knowing that they are victims themselves and they're recruiting more girls to become victims with them? I don't think they knew they were victims. I think they looked at it like a job, a sucky job, job you know, like, it's a, you know, but as a teenager, it's like, all right, we all hate our jobs. Um, I think they did. You probably have an idea that it's a bit perverted, but it's like, I'm thinking of when I was 14 and I'm going to high school in Harlem and my friends are telling me about their 28-year-old boyfriend who's a drug yeah. dealer and he buys them everything they want. And, you know, I'm looking at it as it's cool. So why would these girls not look at getting $200? You know, they're old and ugly, but it's $200. You know, they, they're going to do some little, they might touch you. You could tell them no. Because, again, like what you did notice is if a girl wasn't with it, well, in, right. this in this episode, in this if, episode. A, if a girl wasn't with it, he would just be like, okay, well, bring me some others. So there, if you're a teenager, you're going to look at it as, okay, well, I'll just bring somebody else and I'll just make my $200. Right. 
They're right. young. This is what young kids do. You know, mm -hmm. look, it didn't really even blow up until a parent, like, hold up, why does my daughter have all this money? You know, right. they, they don't really know. They have the mind of a child. And yep. these guys preyed on it. Well, Epstein preyed on it. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think we could for 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 Haley's situation with her recruiting girls, I was really disheartened to see the way the cops were speaking to her at a certain point as if she was yeah. a criminal when it's like she's a victim. Right. Oh, yeah. doesn't does it need to take another 15 years, like with the Centoya Brown situation before you realize like these girls are victims? You cannot. Yes, they're recruiting people, but they are being pimped out. Exactly. Yeah, that's just, that's essentially what it is. Um, I mean, they don't find any fault or wrong, wrong with it because, you know, like you said, it's a job to them. Um, you know, and I kind of, with this episode, I'm, you know, the psychology in me, uh, <laughs> in me I just kind of like think about what abuse Epstein went through when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And that abuse that's coming out, his power was taken away from him. And this is all about power and taking that power back and control back. And so I was just kind of thinking about that. No way, shape or form and thinking him as a victim. He's a grown ass man, you know, all that. But at the same time, just like, what did you go through? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what, how bad was your childhood? You know, so mm -hmm. it's just something to think about. But um, I want to move on to um, our special segment. But before that, do you two have anything to add on about this episode? Um, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, I agree with everything that you guys have said. I'm wondering what his childhood was like. It's also interesting because we know he didn't come from money. He's pretty no. much self-made. Yeah. Um, but we do see, and we'll learn more about it in the episodes, and this is what interests me, and I'm sure you guys as well, but his group, the group of other strong, important um, people that he's been hanging around. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. I almost wonder if that rubbed off on him because he didn't come for money and then he just had all of this money all of a sudden and he's like, right. what do I do? How do you do, like, what do you do with this money? What is power? Right. And he's getting all of these other voices in his group. Yeah. We don't know, right. but we'll never know. But I do wonder like where it, he went down this road. It's right. also interesting just uh, for like the point you made um, where you said it was like a pyramid scheme. So to see how he brought the 80s Ponzi schemes to sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, he put his financial background with his nasty pedophilia background together and made a lucrative business for himself for a good amount of time up until he got caught. Um, exactly. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see all of that because that's exactly where I was going. I was like, I we know now at this point, you know, from seeing the R. Kelly one and that other Netflix documentary that came out a couple of years ago with like the neighbor who ended up like some kind of way having sex with the whole family. But he also got abused as a child. So now you're like seeing the trend. Like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, people who got abused uh, uh, become can become abusers as adults. So oh, I'm yeah. really interested to get into his childhood. Yeah, me too. And um, we, you know, in his group, you know, there's a certain somebody that's in office right now that's part of that. But uh, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to move forward to um, our special segment. Drossin, take it away. Yeah. So, of course, we're uh, dealing with very harrowing details around this uh, pretty disturbing docuseries, four-part docuseries. And the special segment is Shine a Light. Shine a positive light, something positive that you got from whether it be one of the survivors 
or an ally who was advocating for the survivors or bringing this story to light. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, we'll each take one each episode. So for this episode, I of course wanted to shine a light on Maria and Annie Farmer for, yeah. for being the first to go to the FBI and for not allowing themselves to get paid off for silence. Cause he did yeah. offer Maria money and she hung up the phone and she went right to the FBI and then she kept moving and just fighting. So shout out to the farmer sisters. And I also just want to give a special shout out to author James Patterson. Cause for one, he's an awesome yeah. author, but he was also uh, Jeffrey Epstein's neighbor in Palm yeah. beach. And he wrote a book on the case. So he's been on this for a minute and he's highly involved in this docuseries. So th those are two the two I want to shine a light on. I'll pass it over to Allie. Who you want to shine a light on? I love that. I also was going to bring up the Farmer Sisters because they were first. And um, I also love that she hung up on him and didn't take the money. I was like, yes, girl. Um, but I also wanted to shine a light on Vicki Ward, who was um, yeah. uh, the writer at Vanity Fair, because we saw her fight for the Farmer Sisters so hard. Um, and it was great to just see women, you know, fighting for women and trying to get their, she was trying to get them heard and um, her story never got out, which was so unfortunate. And we could tell how upset she was. She said she was crying in public. So I just wanted to shine a light on her and I'm glad that we got to hear her voice and like her side on everything. Yeah. Well, you ladies Danny. took mine. Um, <laughs> Who you got, Danny? <laughs> took all the good ones. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's, still some, there's still some good ones. You actually named them. No. You named them earlier. I was going to say them, but I was like, oh, okay, I'll let Danny keep it. Oh, I did name them earlier? Uh, I want to know what that is. But, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you say who you were going to say. Oh, okay. Well, I do. I want to shine a light on um, on Shauna. I really do. Um, just because you know, her background, um, she was able to get out eventually. And uh, she was able to help bring all this to light. She even helped with, uh, you know, of them getting their warrant uh, to search uh, Epstein. So I, I really want to shine a light on her uh, because she could have easily just you know, been another statistic uh, coming from where she's coming from. So uh, hats off to Shana. <laughs> and who, who are you going to say? I thought you were going to yeah. say Detective uh, Rector. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. true. I love, I love him, but, you know, I'm just yeah. keeping, yeah. It, keeping it because, female night. Yeah, keeping it yeah female ladies night, ladies <laughs> night. <laughs> All right, so Ali, go ahead and I'll lead us off in news and gossip. Okay. I'll be quick. I know we're about to wrap up here, but there's a lot of news, obviously, surrounding this docuseries right now. Um, and along with the docuseries, a book is actually coming out on June 2nd. Um, it's called A Convenient Death, The Mysterious Demise of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and so there's a lot of news about the show, but also along with this book, and one of them being that Bill Clinton actually had an affair with um, Jelaine Maxwell, who we know is... Uh, the woman that was in Epstein's orbit and um, she's over the age of consent. Um, but yeah, so uh, I was going to talk about where she is now and a little bit about the affair. Um, but one of the quotes in the book said, Bill and Jess Lang were getting it on a source who witnessed the relationship said in an interview. That's why he was around Epstein was just to be with her. Um, because a lot of people over the years, we've seen photos of the two together, right. and people were always wondering, um, is he in on these sex crimes? Um, but uh, the witness says, Clinton's stupid, but not an idiot. Um, mm -hmm. Dismissing the idea that the ex-president was sexually involved with children, it sounds like he was only ever around Epstein to be with Maxwell. And um, it sounds like Maxwell even came to uh, Hillary and Bill's daughter, Chelsea Clinton's wedding, 
she was there for that. And she went to a bunch of the, um, the Clinton initiatives and global foundations that they had. And in fact, that's when all of their, um, their affair, I think, cut was because they were actually at the Clinton Global Initiative. Um, and that's where Maxwell got served court papers. Um, a detective walked right up while she was surrounded with a bunch of people and talking, um, served her papers, left, um, and that's when she kind of got involved and was a part, was a suspect in this whole Epstein sexual abuse case. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. Um, yes. And also where she is now, just really quickly, I thought this was interesting. She's basically, it's unknown. She is definitely keeping, you know, keeping it low, not wanting to be found. But the last time she was seen, she was at an In-N-Out in L.A. Um, she's 50 <laughs> years <laughs> Yeah, she's 58 years old now, and it sounds like she's just completely disappeared from public life. So wow. there's that. Yeah. That's and that's see, that is all the tea. Hillary, Hillary's a smart cookie. I'm sure she knew that stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. Of course she did. That, that's crazy. Wow. Well, thank you for that news and gossip. George Ross over here, like. Woo, honey, what's done in the dark always comes to life. Right. <laughs> time. Time is the real justice in this yeah. world. It is. Time. Yeah. True. Time is real justice. Wow. Well, that's all we have for uh, today's episode. <laughs> Folks, you can tune in later on today. We got uh, episode two at four o'clock. Three, episode three at 7 p.m. And then we're finishing up episode four uh, at 9 p.m. So with that point, that in mind, Allie, go ahead and see us out. Um, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allie Janes, um, A-L-L-Y-J-A-N-E-S. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, and TikTok at Jerosalyn yes. Diva, J-E-R-O-S-L-Y-N Diva. And for tw Twitter, add 08. It's Ross and Diva 08, whatever. Hey, and you can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. We'll see you soon at 4 p.m. as we talk all things Filthy Rich episode two. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.